to show. Welcome back to another episode of Off The Match Podcast, and I'm glad you all are here. Love you. So this week on the podcast, having friend of the podcast, returning guest, Miss Paige, Miss BJJ Mama. Hello. What up? What up? I'm glad to be back. Glad to have you back. See, we had this long gap. Of not having you on the show, and now we're like, look, let's just cram as many episodes as we can. All the time, talk about all the jujitsu and all the life. I love it. Absolutely. So, uh, for this episode, so Paige had approached me with this a while back, and then just kind of reminded me recently. Uh, you know, we we're talking about blue belts, and you know why so many blue belts quit jiu-jitsu so uh you know we put the questions out there in the stories got some answers back and we have our own our own theories as well so we're gonna have that discussion here for you all because we're for the people we, we, we are here for, for you. the we people so um we're gonna go ahead and open up and uh both of us are blue belts and um i, I know i can say from my own experience, from what I've seen and what I've experienced at Blue Belt, um, why, you know, you know, that might be kind of a quit point for a lot of people is Blue Belt's tough. And when I say it's tough, I mean, it's tough in that idea of like, when you're a white belt, it, it, you would think, oh, it's a lot harder as a white belt, but you're an empty glass. So when you're an empty glass, you know, you just you know, you start putting your, your ingredients in and it's fun it's exciting it's romantic and you're like yes this is great i love it and everyone's so helpful and it's like cool once you hit blue belt everyone's still helpful but a little bit more aggressive you're you're there's this word i think some people put this weird expectation on themselves where they feel like oh well i'm a blue belt i have to know how to do this because I'm a blue belt and I have to know how to do that because I'm a blue belt and I can't even I can't even granby properly I'm a horrible blue belt I see teenagers over here doing grambies all the time oh yeah because they're teenagers Dante you're 44 relax so um I think that's a big part of it at least what I see in in that ideal um what about uh your thoughts on it yeah, um, so I mean, I have a couple of thoughts. I actually got a response this morning that I thought was a really good one. And I thought, oh, I need to remember that. Um, so there was one of my followers that mentioned it's basically it's not new and shiny at Blue Belt. It's not new information. It's perfecting information and getting better. So I feel like a lot of times um, or the, the person that commented on this said that, you know, it's just it's not new and exciting anymore. You already know what an arm bar is. You're just trying to learn how to get better at it and how to improve it. So it's not, ooh, this new, like, magical thing that someone has learned. But I think also, you know, like you had mentioned, there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves. And in a lot of sports, activities, academia, as you work up the ranks, you're, like, naturally better than a lot of other people you keep going up and up and up and up and up. up. how 
however, and we've talked about this before, I feel like in jujitsu, you get to one rank and then you're kind of back at the bottom of that ladder again, you know? So it's not a jujitsu ladder of like white, blue, purple, brown, black. It's like a whole ladder at white belt, a whole ladder at blue belt. So you're like at the bottom again. And I think that that's really tough for people because we live in such a society, especially for, I feel like jujitsu in the United States, you know, we live in such a society of like, Oh, I, I got ranked. So now I should be better than all these people when really you're now you have to learn more. Like you're at the bottom of the blue belt ladder. You know, I feel like that's kind of the big, the big thing. One of them at least. So one, uh, one of the responses I get, it makes sense. I, I kind of get, I feel what they're saying and they're basically saying, you know, it's probably because of getting that promotion and now you're back at the bottom, that confidence gets shook. Mm-hmm. And and that's oh, yeah. tough too. Um, I, I think when when I got promoted to blue belt, I didn't feel you know I kind of kept that mindset of like you know a few of the guys were like so what's it feel like you know being a blue belt now and I was like I feel no different I feel like I'm still a white belt because you know you have to remember we're still learning just because you get bumped up like I always say blue belts are just you know white belts that are a little more clever. That's yeah, we talked is. about this before. I feel like getting your blue belt, and I know people are going to hate on me for saying this, it's almost like you're still a white belt, but you know the basics, right? Like you're still a new guy. You still have a lot to learn, but you can learn better because you kind of grasp like the basics and the techniques. Now the real work begins. At least that's how I feel. You know, when people are like, oh, wait, now I got to put more work in, I'm out. <laughs> No, I agree. It's and for some people that's tough because I remember a teammate. He had been training maybe six months, maybe. Yeah, because he because he mentioned that specifically six months. At this point, I've been training for maybe two years, and we're all kind of sitting around. And he made a comment and said, "Man, you know, you know, I better get my blue belt soon, man. I've been doing this for six months, and." You know, I think I'm ready. And I, I whipped my head over quick. I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. And <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know, and and the thing is, it's like, you know, the, the you know, that's that's where that ideal becomes kind of toxic because it's like, well, I've been doing this for however long, I should get bumped up now. And then when you do, because blue belt is tough, jujitsu is tough, period. But blue belt it's tough because you know, once you're there, it's like, all right, now start putting it together. So for, you know, an individual to say after six months, you know, I better get bumped up. You know, I've been here for six months. What's up? You know, you get the blue belt. Well, I got some news for you. You know, it, it's not likely that that blue belt promotion is coming as quickly or uh, purple belt is coming as quickly yeah. as that blue belt would have come i mean you know there's some people that are prodigies and they get out there and, and they they work hard they hustle and, and they get the blue belt literally in six months you know and, and kudos to them and and they're 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 going and they they move the purple you know relatively quickly but for you know us common folk you know we we get that promotion of blue belt and then yeah we're back at the bottom of the ladder and yeah. it's learning like- skills again I feel like too, 
you know, when you're a white belt, if someone tops you or you get submitted, it's very easy to say like, oh, I'm a white belt, like I'm still learning whatever. So I think that there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say stigma, I can't find the right word, but there's like a lot of feelings or being butthurt if someone is a blue belt and then they get tapped. So I feel like then they get really frustrated, like, because they don't want to just say, oh, I'm a, I'm a blue belt, so I'm still learning, because they put all this undue pressure, this unnecessary, you know, of like, oh, I can't tap or I can't get submitted. And I also feel like that's why a lot of people, even if they don't intentionally quit because of injuries, still because they have that mentality of like, oh, I just got promoted to blue. Like, I, I can't tap. I can't be submitted by white belts or purple belts. Like, so I feel like people go into blue belt not realizing what it is. And then they're either they get hurt or they get frustrated and then they just quit and they, they don't come back because it takes a lot of work and a lot of, I think, mental work, honestly. I... I can say as far as the not tapping thing, look, man, I was that way as a white belt, so you ain't gonna, you, you cannot make me change my ways. No, I, 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 um, I tap because you know, number one, it, it's it's not about you know a losing, you know, battle there. You know, you're learning, your teammates learning. If they get if they get submission, you know, be a good teammate and tap to it. Don't. Uh, don't don't risk injury, but I think it really it is a thing of ego too, because it's like all right, I'm blue belt now. You know, for some people, the ego becomes super, you know, strong. It's toxic. And it's like, I think it's toxic. You know, oh, I can't tap, or oh, I threw my arm out because I got caught in an armbar. You didn't get caught in it. You chose not to tap. Someone got yeah. it on you. And you chose not to live to fight another day. And now you're off the mat for six months. That's on you, not on jujitsu. That's on the person. And I think you're right. That's definitely where egos come in. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think the ego is, I, I think when you get to blue belt, if you haven't already kind of conquered it at white belt, I think blue belt, one of the, things you're learning is to manage your ego that's one of those skills and i think that might be the hardest skill to obtain as a blue belt is to conquer your ego i mean you know some people can skip by it and get to you know purple and brown belt and still have the ego there but again they put in that they they hustle and it's right. like uh, i'm gonna get through it ego or not but ultimately at blue belt i think that's where it really you know hits us you know low yeah, and I think, too, a lot of people are really, really concerned with other people's journey. So, you know, like you said, the guy that felt like, oh, I better get a blue belt soon. Like, everyone has a different journey. They have a different goal in jujitsu. This is not like being a part of a soccer team where you're all on the same page. We all have the same goal. So I feel like sometimes it is very hard. I think it takes a special person to come in and say, okay, I'm going to start this new sport. As I go up the rank, I'm going to learn at every level, whether it be my mental fortitude or things I can do technique-wise. I think that it's very hard, and that's why as you go higher up in rank, you know, people don't know that. They come in for free trial class, first day, whatever, and they don't realize you know, how much effort and how much mental growth 
go into the jujitsu journey. I know that sounds so cheesy, but you know, they don't realize it's not just you train, you get a belt and then that's it. Like there's so much more to it. I want to believe, and this could just be because, you know, I'm in, in the community now, but I want to believe that things are getting better, you know, from the outside viewpoint where, you know, early on people would think, oh, well, you know, like Taekwondo, for instance, you know, uh, you know, my kid's been doing Taekwondo for two years and he's a black belt. You know, I, I want to believe that, yeah, you, know, don't that understand. Where, um, it, you know, that it's no longer or at least is getting better with people who look at it from the outside to understand like, oh, well, you know, it takes a long time to get the black belt, you know, for the average, you know, grappler. You know, going in there versus, and then, you know, that's not to throw rocks at Taekwondo or anything. No, but um, it's a totally different art. I mean, there's a different yeah. system for scoring basketball, a different system for soccer and swimming. So I think that people just lump martial arts in together. And I do think that that is part of, like, we were talking about white belts or blue belts or people that come in. Maybe even they have that mentality of, like, well, dang, my friends over here doing. Taekwondo or my friends doing Krav Maga and they've got blah, blah, blah rank. Okay, cool. It's different. It's a different art and different schools do different things. So you know what? Maybe your buddy that's training down the road that got his blue belt might be at a school that gives rank because they show up every single day and they're not competing and they're at a different like mentality versus maybe a school that puts a lot of emphasis on competing or a school that really doesn't care how often you show up, but if you know the technique and you're, you know, really trying hard. So I think that one of the, the components of, you know, why people quit at blue is that they're just so wrapped up in what they think it should be. And then they get frustrated because they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not making rank or, oh, I feel like I shouldn't be getting topped. I think for myself, because I'm coming up on, ooh, I don't, when did I get it? 19, 2019, I think, maybe? Uh, January 2019, uh, I, I believe I got promoted to Blue Belt. And, you know, I got that promotion, full steam ahead. I, I was out there. I was like, let's go. Let's do it. And I just, I felt it. I was like, I was charged into purple. It's like, I want this. And um, that first year, I had, you know, really good consistency going and just I lived at the gym. Basically, I was there. You couldn't get rid of me. It got to a point where my wife had to tell me. It was like, hey, maybe you should, I don't know, come home sometimes. Take a rest day. Gym, like six days a week. You should probably, you know, come see your kid. I don't think she knows you're her dad. <laughs> you some guy. Like, who's this guy reading bedtime stories to me? Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, for myself, I was in it. And then, and I don't want to say like COVID, you know. You know COVID oh, that's had, a huge component for, especially for any person that's been to Blue Belt in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Like when COVID hit, it, it stunted my schedule. You know, it stunted everyone's schedule, not just mine, but like. Um, upon returning, it was like, you know, I fell into that comfort of, you know, okay, I'm not training. Meanwhile, there are a lot of people that were secretly training. Uh, I just 
I didn't want to take the risk. I trained with one teammate because I knew he wasn't seeing other people. He and I were both both very much like shut-ins. So, you know, we had access to the gym. We were the only ones going over there. We were training, he and I. And he, he he's not with Blue Belt himself now. Um, but, you know, he, he was coming from Muay Thai. And he was like, look, I want to really get more into jiu-jitsu. So he and I would go over there and train uh, a couple times a week. And, uh, you know, once we reopened, we had all these conditions that, you know, just to be safe. And, um, yeah, I don't know, things just felt weird to me. And then I started going less and less. Life started going in different directions here at home for me. And I, I think I can speak for myself with it in terms of at least not quitting, but stunting, stunting your progress. It's just life. So. Oh, I feel like I, I see that, but also I feel like why do we have to say that it stunts our jujitsu? It's just you're continuing to stick with jujitsu while life is happening around you. And I think too many people have life happen around them and then they feel like they have to quit because I don't have the time to do this. But instead of, you know, changing your goals, that was one of the other things too that um, a couple of people had kind of commented on, um, you know, some higher ranks that weighed in on the question I asked. Uh, people don't realize you have to reset your goals. If your only goal is to get the blue belt, then what do you do when you get it, you know? Yeah. And I think that is a thing, though, too, for a lot of people. The goal is for them just to get blue belt. It, 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 there is no other thought to it. It's like, you know, it's like, I got blue belt. Well, now what? And it's like, well, you keep training, you know? And that's where it also becomes this thing of, like not making it about the belt, but making it about your journey. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you were talking about COVID. Um, so I actually, and I know we've talked about this before. I got my blue belt February, 2020. That was when the shutdown happened. Like we flew to Chicago, did some stuff with family, and then went over to Wisconsin at uh, Professor Solace's school. And I actually got my blue belt from Carlson Gracie Jr., right? So I was so excited to come home and, like you said, charge, ready. I mean, within two weeks of coming home, they're like, shut down. We can't train at all. Like, I'm wondering, too, as, you know, we, you know, we both mentioned we get our blue belt and it's like charged, full steam ahead. I wonder if that's, you know, a part of it, too, though, is you just charge out the gate ready to go and, and and you know some people burn out sooner yeah. or they don't reevaluate like we said like make a new goal cool you got your blue belt before we get back on the mat as a blue let's make some new goals i think that's yeah. what you like i always feel like you know as i'm kind of going through you know my learning process of it now it's like okay well instead of me being the guy in the gym six days a week now i'm there maybe one possibly two days a week now it's like, you know, whereas before I was there, you know, six days, you know, taking the bumps and bruises. And I think that factors in too, uh, older age at least. It's like not training in an intelligent way, which that was definitely me. <laughs> I'm laughing because that was me. If my husband could hear you right now, I was, oh, blue belt. I won a bunch of stuff at White, so now I'm going to go in blue belt. I'm going to only do these big tournaments and win. And he was like, cannot show up and only do tournaments that you know you're going to win at or 
I started weightlifting and I ended up getting so into weightlifting, which I originally started to help with jujitsu, but then I was like very, you know, I'm an all or nothing person. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to weightlift. So now I need to be able to deadlift 300 pounds because that's going to help my jujitsu. No, dude, now you're too sore to do jujitsu. So like I had to find a balance. And when I say I had to find it, I'm still finding it right now. Like I'm literally just coming back from having a back injury. That was when we were going to record before and I had hurt my back. Um, yes. But I, I had to sit back and, you know, luckily I am married to a brown belt who's also my coach. So like I, I can't act like my journey is, you know, the same as everyone's until you just need to show up. You know, I do. I obviously understand that. Um, but you know, we had to really sit back and he, he totally called me out. He was like, well, do you want to lift weights or do you want to be good at jujitsu? Like you, you gotta figure out like a happy medium of we do a little jujitsu, we weight train, we pick a tournament every couple of months. Like you can't just go into this like guns blazing, like I'm going to submit everybody and lift all the weight and win all the tournaments. And I feel like that's kind of the difference in the mentality shift from white to blue, because it is very easy, as we all know, as a white belt to be guns blazing. That's kind of the MO, right? Like, I'm going to come in and just submit everyone and grab people when we do the things. Um, and it's a different experience than you're a blue belt, you know? Yeah, it's like, I mean, again, it goes back to the ideal of, you know, blue belts are really just white belts that, you know, of the fundamentals down, or at least have a grasp and understanding of what the fundamentals are, because we're still spazzy in the beginning. We're still, you know, muscling sometimes, you know, we're still, you know, doing dumb things and, you know, you, you'll get, and again, this isn't for all blue belts, obviously, you know, we're generalizing, you know, and, yeah. and when I generalize, I'm using myself more so than anything. Because oh, dude, I, know. I make mistakes all the time. We had a, a friend, Will, who's a black belt that came to roll with us. And I like realized I was getting frustrated about not being able to get stuff. And I finally had to say like, dude, he's a, what are you doing? Like, just tap and then keep going, like reset, like take advantage of learning from this person. Don't hold on to a stupid arm bar that you're never going to get and then go home mad and quit jujitsu. Like, it's, it's cool. Let's keep going, you know? <laughs> I remember uh, not too long ago, uh, my old coach, you know, he'd shoot me a text at two in the morning. Hey, you want to train in the morning? Huh? Yeah. It okay. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, uh, you know, see you at 10, you know, see you at nine, you know, you know, go over there and train. And, you know, business as usual, we're rolling and, you know, he'll get me, in, you know, just butterfly sweep after butterfly sweep, you know, and in my mind, I have to remember, like, this dude has been doing this for 25 years. Like, he knows everything you're going to do before you do it. He will convince you that this is your ideal. He'll walk, you, he'll walk you in there. Come on, go ahead. Here's my back. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll offer it up to you, like, here. Go right ahead. Like, jump into my guard. Oh, sure. Why and not? And we do. Right? We do it, don't we? We're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and, and, you know, those are just the things that, you know, again, at Blue Belt, those things happen, especially when you're rolling with a higher belt. And, you know, we get frustrated because a lot of us have this ideal, like, I'm Blue Belt. I should be smarter than this or better than this. It's like, no, you're still learning. You're getting smarter by falling for those mistakes because you know now, you know, 
hey, don't put your hand in the mousetrap, you know, go around it, figure out another way to it. And that's part of the process. And, you know, the sooner that we figure those things out, the the better we become in the long term. So no, I was just going to say, I think too, you know, we talked about injury. Um, I recently, I was introduced to some other bluebells and females and different people and stuff. And it was, it was a little funny though, because some of the, the conversation was about when people got bluebells and then how they got hurt or they were off the mat now, or they injured this or they injured that. Because I think that people immediately get that blue belt. And again, like we said, they don't, make new goals and they still go in thinking well last week i submitted all these people or i did this and then they think that they're going to continue doing that however their training partners their coaches are challenging them more you know they're faced with new puzzles that they have to figure out you know so it's not the same so you can't treat it the same and i think that that's why people get hurt or they get injured and then some people, and you know, it's not to say that it's a terrible thing if someone looks at what's happening in their life and says, you know, I got my blue belt, that's, that's my goal, whatever, life is crazy, I'll come back at some point. That's totally fine. I just, I really feel like as a community, we have such a habit of immediately saying, oh, well, someone got their blue belt, we're never going to see them again. Or, and you know, I know it's a funny joke, whatever, we all do it, but like, what if we didn't? What if we just encouraged people? Oh, congrats, you got your blue belt. Like, what's your new goal? Yes. So then people start realizing it's not just get your blue belt and you're going to be some sponsored athlete that's like, you know, blowing up on Instagram. <laughs> well, I think too, I, I, like I think about the injury part again as a white belt. I remember separating my ribs oh. and it was, it was brutal. Like, I, I don't know. I never felt pain like it before. Ugh. And as a white belt, I knew, you know, heal up, get back on the mats as soon as possible. But my mindset with injuries as a white belt versus as a blue belt, it was, you know, let it heal up, but I can't wait to get back to the mat. I need to get, I need to get back to the mat because I knew there was a, an achievable goal. It was very close. It was within my grasp. I need to get back anytime missed. You know, there's this this idea that oh no, I've fallen down the ladder a little bit. Or you go harder, is, right? When you come back from it, yeah. We all do that. Oh God, I've been off for six weeks, so now I need to go super mm -hmm. hard. Well, we're hurt again. <laughs> Whereas at Blue Belt, I get injured, and it's like, mm, let's go ahead and let this really heal up. Now, granted, you know the the difference there too is age. You know, I, again, <laughs> right? As <I'm>, old folks, <laughs> like I'm at 44. If, if I feel anything that doesn't feel right, I'm like, mm-mm, looks like you're sitting <laughs> out. We're watching today. Like, no, sir. <laughs> and and I will say I do still have, like, a, a small part of the ego in there where I see a young guy on the mat. I see a young white belt, and, he, and he's going through people. And I'm like, I want a piece of him. Until he dumps me on my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want that smoke. Or as Sophie would say, I didn't want that spice. Oh my God, that's so cute. I don't want that spice. But I, I think too, that is another factor as to why people might quit because they're going so hard. You can't sustain that. I don't care if you're 20. 
and you want to get a black belt one day, you can't keep training like that forever. Again, unless you are someone that does this for a living, it's a special circumstance. All you do is train, you have a recovery plan, all that stuff. Okay. Yes. Those, that very small percent can do that. But for the average jujitsu practitioner, it's not realistic that you can sustain that sort of training. So I feel like people don't understand everything that they were doing at white belt worked because they were a white belt. Now you're a blue belt. You have to reevaluate. You have to look at the long term picture, you know, as to how you're going to train. So it was so funny. My husband and I were talking, um, you know, I'm in school, so I'm trying to juggle like mom life, doing classes, doing um, projects on the side for a business I'm starting. And then we also have our own studio. Like I can't train the same as I did when I was 20 something, had zero responsibility and, you know, wanted to just be on the mat all the time and do a tournament every single month. So it was funny. He said, you know, if you want to just do jujitsu all the time and like, you don't have to do the school if you don't want to. And I was like, dude, I would rather train as often as I can right now and still make sure that life and my responsibilities are taken care of, but continue being on the mat long-term, you know? And I feel like that's kind of the difference in mentality. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not even a blue belt thing. It's just a person thing. Like people walk into jujitsu, not realizing what the long-term goal is, you know, like this is a long, this is a long game sport. This is not a quick, you know, a quick sport. You're going to pop in here and there, do soccer league on the weekends type of sport. So I feel like that's a, a little bit the mentality shift maybe that I think people are not realizing is part of the journey. So I encountered um, a gentleman at a party years ago. Uh, I think I, yeah, I hadn't, I, I wasn't a blue belt yet, but I've been training for quite a while by this point. And my friend uh, had introduced me to the guy. She goes, um, oh, you know, this is Dante. You know, he does jujitsu. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, he was a fit guy, and he, you know, he loved working out. And he was like, yeah, I wanted to pick up jujitsu. It's kind of like kind of a supplement in there and do it like, you know, maybe once every three weeks to kind of, you know, uh, part of my workout to kind of just give myself a different thing and i was like well i mean you could do that but i you know i told him like at least from my experience what happens is um you know you go in there you you get this uh this this feel on the mat where you get the thirst for knowledge number one but number two like if you're going once every three weeks you're gonna get murked Every time you go in there, <laughs> slaughtered, dude. Yeah, yeah, once every couple of months to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, dude. And it was like, I, I would advise to you if you're gonna do jujitsu, you know, you're gonna have to give more than once every three weeks. You know, this isn't just kind of a supplemental, you know, a fad. You know, yeah, for sure. so um, I don't think that he ever took up jujitsu. Uh, he he eventually ended up marrying, you know you know, the young lady that brought him to the party, um, which, you know, good for them. I'm happy for them, newlyweds. But uh, I, I don't see any uh, hints of jujitsu in any of their uh, in, uh, profile pictures or when I do my, my Facebook spying, I don't see jujitsu stuff in there. So I guess he understood. And I think, too, 
this is just a thought that I randomly had because I encountered this um, the other day. I need to share the clip, it's kind of funny. So I feel like too, when people get to blue belt, um, maybe they're afraid to ask questions, you know, because they feel like, oh, I'm a blue belt. I can't ask coach or professor to stop and redo this because I'm gonna look like a fool, right? So the other day we were we were training, Julia came um, and we, we were training and did some drills and my husband came and we were working on something and I can't remember, we were, we got to some position and he said, why aren't you just taking my back? And I had, so his arm, you know, I had, I had his arm locked in and my leg was there, but for whatever reason, I was like, I just couldn't get my brain to compute. Like, how do you want me to take your back? Because I'm just only thinking of like this one way that I know how to do it. You know, I need to get my seatbelt grip. I need to get a, a hook in. I need to sit you up, chair, all these things. And it was so funny because he's a brown belt and he was like, why don't you just, you know, do da, 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 da. And I looked at him and I was like, because I don't know how, like, I don't, what do you want me to do now? Luckily I am married to my coach. So I can, I can say those things. I can say that question and I can put it out there bluntly, but I'm pretty sure that if I was at another school and it was just, you know, the professor or the coach, like I would probably be embarrassed or I wouldn't want to ask that question or I wouldn't want people to know that like, I didn't know how to take the back from every single possible situation. Well, you're a blue belt. You shouldn't know how to do every single thing yet. And I think that that's where people get really discouraged. Um, and it's funny, I'll have to share the clip because Julia actually caught the video where I'm halfway to his back and his arms up in the air and he's like waving his hand like, why aren't you just, you know, doing this? And I'm like, but what do you mean? And then he goes, just take my back. And I finally say in the video, I'm like, I don't know how, because I'm still learning. Like, I don't, I don't, what do you want me to do, dude? Just tell me. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm in class, I am that blue belt that will ask questions. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, like, you know, before, you know, after the demonstration's done, coach will say, does anybody need to see it again? I'll raise my hand, even if I don't need to see it again. Because I feel like there are other people who do need to see it again, but they don't want to raise their hands. So I'm like, look, I <laughs> will take that bullet for you. Um, and, and, you know, there are times where it's like, I, you know, may know how to do it, but I do still kind of want to see it again just to make sure as a refresher. Because it's like, I'm, you know, again, I don't know at all. I dude, I barely know a little. So, you know, just because I've done this move a million times doesn't mean like they're showing it, you know, again doesn't mean I can't pick up something new. So, okay, yeah. can I say it one more time? And I think that's, you know, something to be spoken, you know, to as well though, is the ideal that people may feel like, hey, I, I should know this as a blue belt, I'm embarrassed to ask. And then you go on for a long time doing things wrong or doing oh, things yeah. Yes. Yeah, and injuries. Um, but I think there's also something to the ideal that as we did kind of say, some people get the blue and that's their goal. For some people, that just may be it, though, is they come in just to get a basic fundamental of uh, protecting themselves or, you know, it, not not everyone falls in love with jujitsu. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that's something to just kind of, you know, sit there as a thought as well, because 
you know, you'll, you'll have other people that, you know, like we love jujitsu, you know, we are married to the sport and we see people come in and then they leave and it's like, oh man, it's a shame we lost them. It's like, well, we didn't, maybe didn't lose them. Maybe this is what they wanted to do. And they had no interest in wanting to go beyond blue or purple or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, that, that I think that's a thing for some people. I, I think it's a small percentage, but you have yeah. some people, whether it be uh, security or law enforcement even as well. Yeah, I think too, though, I think that's definitely a valid point. I also think, though, for the person that comes in and just says, like, I want to get a black belt one day, but they don't set bite-sized goals to reach that black belt, or they just set a very broad goal of, like, I want to get to blue in one year. I want to get, you know, to purple two more years. Like, those are, in my opinion... Those are not realistic goals because you don't know what's going to happen in your life financially at the studio. Like, look, there was a global pandemic. I mean, you know, you have to to reevaluate, I feel like, is the thing I try to drive home. And, you know, I was guilty of it when we first started doing the podcast. Like, oh, BJJ Mama, top 25 white belt, blah, 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 tournaments. And I remember um, our professor, Professor Solace, he said it so, oh my God, it was amazing. He was like, well, so do you really just want to be the best white belt? Or like, do you want to be really good long-term jujitsu? Like, do you, you know, you have to reevaluate. So I couldn't go from white belt with the same exact goals as a white belt into being a blue belt, because that's not realistic. I can't be almost at the end of my white belt journey and say, Oh, I'm top 25 ranked IBJJF master, like athlete. So that's my new goal at blue belt. No, it took me a really long time to get to that goal as a white belt and reach it. So now I need to set new goals. So, you know, and it's hard. It's especially hard if you're doing really good at one level to then feel like you need to, Oh, now I got to go back down. You know, so some of my goals at blue belt were, okay, I want to, I want to start picking up weight training so that I'm stronger. I want to do a few small tournaments before I go show up at IBJJF as a blue belt. You know, you have to like change your goals. I couldn't go from white belt to blue and say, oh, cool. So now I want to be ranked top 25 masters blue belt when I just got a blue belt. Like that's not realistic. (laughs) It's like, you know, uh, college sports when like a, a, you know, a one double A college football team jumps to one A and they're like, all right, cool. Rutgers, you know, coming in hot. We're about to become a top 25 team. Like, meanwhile, Rutgers couldn't win a game that first season or that, that first first year as a one A school. And it's like, oh, shit, you know, maybe we got some work to do. Um, you know, and I like, you know, the point that you made there about, you know, the bite sized goals, because, you know, to say, hey, I want to come in here and be a black belt and what does that take well you know let's say i want to be a black belt in 14 years or 12 years Dude, that's the average. like 10 is like you're living and breathing jujitsu that's not like yeah. a regular person that has a life and a family and a job <laughs> well, exactly so it's like i think bj Penn got it in three years and there was uh someone else that got it in four you know and it's like that's bananas but it's also individuals who you know, became obsessed with it and 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 was living and breathing jujitsu. And yeah, you know, for the cool, you know, yeah. awesome. But 
you know, when when you look at like the big picture of saying, look, I want to be a black belt. And, you know, I always hear people say, you know, don't come in saying you want to be a black belt. I mean, I think when you look at it, you know, when you step back from the outside, you say, well, what's the ultimate goal? Well, the ultimate goal is always black belt. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, when you come in, you know, you, you want to say, yes, I want to be a black belt. You know, you, you should be striving for that if that's what your goal is, strive for it. But then that's where the bite-sized goals come into play because it's like, well, first, as a white belt, stepping in, what what do I want to learn first? What What's my first goal? Well, I want to make sure that I'm shrimping, you know, properly. I want to make sure that I understand what close guard is. I want to make sure that I'm not trying to be the fastest person down the mat while shrimping, you know? You know, yeah. those, those simple things. And then it's like, okay, now off to blue belt, you know? And that's where I think the the uh, the issue comes in. It's like once we're at blue, it's like okay, I want to get the purple belt. It's like well, hey, remember what got you to the dance? Yeah, you just got your blue. Yeah, and I feel like that's so. I love that you mentioned, you know, like not trying to be the fastest person down the map. So my husband uh, talks all the time about okay, do we want to like crank out our bridge and shrimp and be down the mat really fast, but you're doing it wrong. Like that's not going to help you when you're drilling. That's not going to help you in a tournament, you know, so let's do it right. Um, and so at our school, we do four week cycles. So the way he teaches is he'll basically introduce the technique. Then we show the drill, then we drill the technique. And now we're going to put it into, you know, our sparring or whatever. So, you know, we're not a school that's out here sparring every single night. Like, that's just not what we do because, again, we try to take those bite-sized goals. Well, like, let's show you what it is you need to do. Let's make sure you know how to do it. Now let's see if you can do it. And if you can't, then we're going to go back and reassess and tweak a few little things. You know, it's not – I feel like jujitsu is not some, like, secret art that can only be taught one way. And I feel like that's the same thing for your journey. Like it's not the same for everyone. And you need to stop looking at what other people are doing. I mean, you know, look at, look at Alex and Julia, like I love them and I totally look up to them, but their journey is totally different than mine. You know, Alex, this is her job and her career, Alex Enriquez. Um, Julia, it's, basically like her job she she treats it like it's her job but that's why she's she's doing good and she has a whole different set of responsibilities and life goals and career goals than i do for me dude i just want to stay alive train have fun but still like not have broken limbs and not be able to take care of my kid so my journey is going to be a little different than julia's journey through you know her ranks and stuff but i enjoy that we can still roll and train together and flow roll and do all that stuff like i love that and i try i try not to get grumpy but like let's be honest we all do it oh man i didn't i didn't get a new submission today you know and one of the things that my husband tries to remind me of is okay so whatever so you didn't submit anyone but did you not let them sweep you did you not end up in her triangle because let's be real julia's triangle like i don't want to be there that's my goal in life is like do not get there so you know i think reminding ourselves of those things so i feel like a lot of blue belts like we said they come in all right cool it was open mat we're gonna roll hard and then they go home and they're like oh man i got submitted or i hurt my arm or whatever okay cool but what did you do good 
you had to have done something good. You're a blue belt. So obviously you improved on some things, but let's look at that. I think, I don't know that I've gotten a submission on, I've gotten one submission probably all of this year, I think. I, and granted, I'm, you know, I'm in class, you know, once per week. Uh, and, and even when I'm, you know, even when we're going live, you know, I'm, I'm like, anyone that I tap hands with, I'm like, look, man, let's, you know, just try to flow and like get a sense of what we're doing here. And, and I'm, I'm not that, that guy to say, let's flow and then turn it up to 90%. No, if I say let's flow, I oh, genuinely mean like, let's flow. Oh, um, I'm working on that. I'm, I'm working. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, but that's the thing. It's kind of an elevated thing. It's like if you and I are flowing and then I feel your intensity go up a little bit and I was like, okay, well, you asked for this. Now I'm going to go up and then it just keeps escalating. So and I had to train myself to understand, like, look, if you your intensity goes up, I'm going to hold, you know, I'm going to hold where I am. If I said 40 and you go to 70, I'm staying at 40. And, and sometimes, you know, my training partner will see, okay, they're, they're not yeah. picking this hard. Um, so let me dial it back. I, I, I uh, fine arm bars today, buddy. <laughs> it's like, why Why are both feet off the ground? Why are you in the <laughs> air right now? <laughs> like, you better chill, dude. Um, like, you know, I, I stayed after class a couple weeks back with um, one of the uh, phase belts um, on his way to blue. And, you know, I'm looking around on the mat and, you know, Guys are kind of mingling. I was just looking. I was like, look, I'm back. I haven't been here in a while. I'm just trying to get a little, maybe some drills, maybe something. I don't care. I just, I, I need to touch these mats. I need to absorb it. And the guy was like, hey, do you mind uh, just doing it like a flow with me? And I was like, absolutely, dude, let's go. And and, and it was just that. He, he, was, he was so good about it. And, you know, that's, it's rare to see a white belt, you know, doing that. So, and, you know, we talked about it afterwards. He was like, I was, you know, he's just trying to get a sense of where to transition because that's tough for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's what these flow roles are for is to understand your transitions and, and to make sure, you know, as you're going for a submission, you're not, you know, you're not cranking it during the flow. You're like, okay, you know, you got it. I tap, you, you know, you let go. Uh, yeah, I feel like two people underestimate the power of flow rolling. My husband mm -hmm. all the time, he'll show me videos of drills, high level athletes doing drills. And he always, always points out, like, do you see the speed? Like, can yeah. you, you see the speed page? Because I think, I don't know if you remember when we first um, started talking, there's this uh, joke in our gym that I had some page rage. And I would roll with people and I was the one, it was totally me. I would be like, I got a tournament coming up. I need to like take some names, like it's, it's going down, you know? So I had to learn, you know, and Julia and I too, I love rolling with her because she is so strong and she is got some really great technique. And we've only honestly, a hundred percent being honest, uh, my husband would die if he heard me admit this and say it out loud. So hopefully he doesn't hear me. Um, we only just now got to where we can, I say, comfortably flow and hold each other accountable. So like we'll be going through a flow and one of us will turn it up. And then I'll kind of like, let's say I happen to get mount and I'll be like, this doesn't feel very flowy. So then we'll both take a breath 
and then we'll keep going. But you know, that's kind of a learned something you have to learn and we had to work through. Cause you know, when we first started training, I was like, Oh, okay, well I, I need to show out cause this is another girl and she's a blue belt now and I'm a blue belt and she's doing all these big tournaments. And you know, I had to realize number one, her jujitsu is totally different than mine. Her goals are different than mine. But I need to take this opportunity to train and practice and grow. If I just come in here determined to submit all the time, I'm going to get hurt. Because she's training all the time. She has a totally different, again, different jujitsu than I do. So why would I not come into it and say, hey, let's flow. And one thing that we like to do, I'm sure you've done this before. um, When we flow, we get to the submission but we don't, we don't land it. And then you tap. So the person is acknowledging like, yeah, you got that. I I probably could have fought it at this speed, but I'm not going to let's keep going. Let's flow through it. And we'll even work out of the submission. So let's say she takes my back and she sets up a rear naked. Cool. I'm going to tap, but she'll stay there and then I'll work out, you know? So that's one of the things that we do. My husband really, um michael works with our students on that you know like it's not about just throwing submissions at a dartboard like let's let's work through some stuff you know yeah it it should be calculated not just just trying to throw anything you can find you know it's a puzzle Uh, i i think also um you know one thing that's a factor into blue belts and you know potentially quitting is the ideal of you know what kind of grappler are you and you know is it are you here to compete are you here for self-defense are you a hobbyist you know because the hobbyist which i I put myself in that category you know you know there's some murky area there at times because it's like you know I, i have quite a few teammates they compete and they're they're like full steam ahead and you know when i roll with them you know th- there's a you know understanding like look you're not going to get the same role out of me as you're going to get out of you know another competition blue belt yeah you're going to get from me you know i'm gonna you know you know i'm working but i'm also like hey man like I got this bad hip like i you know i i, I don't want it to become a worse hip you know it, it, it's you know, and, and that's not an excuse for saying, well, I can't do something because of this hip. No, but it's oh, like, but you also, want to be doing jujitsu in 10 years if you get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have the understanding of, like, you know, I want to live the, you know, fight another battle. So I'm not trying to go the fullest. And, and sometimes I think, you know, others have a, a different, like, even hobbyists as myself, like, I might see a competition blue belt. And, and or even a competition white belt and roll with them with the idea like, look, I'm just kind of going at a slower pace. And they're like, boy, I got stuff to do. I, I'm prepping, you know, like, oh, shit. like we, we are definitely not the same, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I feel like there are times where, you know, even in that category, it, it's not even about quitting as much as it's, you know, just taking the pace that's, you know, best for you. You know, even if that means you disappear for two months or you come back, it's like, all right, let me put two months on, two months off. You know, so there's that, there are times where, you know, that could be viewed as, oh, they're quitting or they've quit. Um, I, I feel like, 
if you are training in some capacity, you're, you haven't fully quit until you've put the gi in the attic and, and you know, put the belt away and you drive past the gym and you don't even look at it. I feel like that's that moment where, you know, you've, you've officially quit. Like where, you know, you got friends that are still training, you don't talk to them. You know, it's like <laughs> I move on to, you know, that's I move on really to... Like you know, whatever other sport I'm, I'm doing roller skating now, or I'm, I'm doing CrossFit. I don't know, but, and, and, you know, again, I'm not taking shots at roller skating and CrossFit. I'm just saying like, you know, that's the transition point. It's like, well, look, I'm going to go do this now instead of that. I feel yeah. like once you've gone somewhere else, it's like, okay, I guess, you know, they've quit. I mean, and I'm, I'm speaking off of, you know, experience of my own, of my own self. Cause it's like, I'm at that point where it's like, I pop in, I get my roles in and then, you know, there, there's other stuff going on, but it's like, Hey y'all, I'm, I'm not done. But I think I'm that's just, okay. As long flowing. as you don't come in for those few flow roles and then assume, Oh, whoa, I'm ready yeah. for a purple belt. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people will have those injuries or those times that they take away and then they come back and they look at their length of time and we'll say, time that they've been training well no that's not really how long you've been training you had some things that came up you didn't show up to some classes so let's not get all grumpy because your expectations are not where they should be for your journey you know for you assuming oh well how come i don't have a purple belt well it's what you put in that's okay that's the thing too it's like yeah understanding that look if i only show up you know three times a month there should be no expectation in your mind that, okay, I should get my purple belt probably in three months. No. <laughs> right. No. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that happens sometimes. So people will get, you know, white to blue, and then they're at blue, and then they're just, like you said earlier, they're totally focused on that next belt without paying attention to what they need to do, where they're at. Like, let's just learn the jujitsu. <laughs> And even with that too, just going in there and training, you know, yeah, have your small goals personally, but you keep training, you know, the belt will change colors eventually. You just got to, you know, keep training versus thinking, oh man, I've been doing this for so long. I mean, right now at the point that I'm at, I'm coming up on another anniversary and it's like, oh man, I'm still a blue belt. You know, but I'm not, I'm not holding that in my mind. Like, oh, I'm still a blue belt. I may as well quit. And I was like, oh, well, right. here, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still rocking. Well, and I think that's the thing. A lot of people go from white to blue and then, you know, they'll see their friends getting different rings. Well, those friends are training differently. You know, like I said, my husband has to remind me all the time. I'll, I'll get all butthurt. Oh, I didn't do good or whatever. He's like, what? Julia is training all the time and that's her journey and mine's different. And that's totally fine. But I think that a lot of people put unnecessary pressure <laughs> yes. on, you know, oh, I need to get this. But also, like we said, I think people a lot of times come into jujitsu not realizing it's definitely a long-term sport, you know? And that's okay. I think it's totally fine if they get to blue and then they decide that was their goal. But I think for people that come in, like you said, oh, I want to get a black belt one day. Okay, well, cool. How are we going to do that? So what are your goals at white? And then when you get to blue, what are your goals going to be at blue? Because you can't have the same goals at every belt because every belt's different. There's different 
set of skills. Well, okay, I should correct myself. It's not like it's totally different jujitsu at every level. It's how you approach it at every level, right? So we're not coming in guns blazing anymore as a blue belt, okay? So then as a purple belt, we're here to work and get better on the things that we learned at white and blue. And then, you know, you work your way up. I don't, I think too many people think that at every belt, there's going to be some new magic lesson they're going to learn. Like you're, you're not, it's still jujitsu. It's how we're doing it. <laughs> yep. It, it's almost like, you know, you get to, you know, you go from white belt to blue belt and you think, okay, I'm going to learn these new tricks. It's like, Brand new tricks. There are more new tricks. And it's like, no, it's all the same tricks. It's just how you apply those tricks and how you understand those same old tricks. Um, you know, there's nothing, you know, there are obviously different because jujitsu has evolved so much and there's just so much new stuff you see. But ultimately, you know, what, what you're taking in is that as a white belt, you're learning how to understand what you're doing. As a blue belt, you've got some understanding now. Now you're trying to understand how you learn. You know, once you get the purple belt, you know, you know, okay, I know how to attack. Know how to yeah, I feel like you play yeah. it all together. Like each yeah. level, you're able, you know, white belt, here's a plethora of techniques you can use. And then at blue belt, you start figuring out how to do each of those techniques and maybe kind of figuring out like what your what your flavor is, right? Like what type of jujitsu you like? Are you a triangle person? Are you a this person? But also I feel like to communication with our coaches is huge. Cause that's one of the trends I've noticed. I've had some people, you know, message me on, on Instagram and say like, Oh, what do you think about this? Or what if I want to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask your coach. You want to cross train somewhere? You want to do a tournament? You don't want to do a tournament. You want to learn how to barambola? You want to be someone that's really good at arm bars? I think that there needs to be more communication in the community between training partners and coaches. And, you know, I feel like as a community, we have a tendency to like poke fun at everyone. Like, oh, you're a guard puller. Ugh. Or, oh, you only do this. Who cares if someone's a guard puller and that's their thing? Whatever. That's not my game. Um, but I think that's the cool thing about our sport. But I think a lot of people get hung up on not realizing that at Blue Belt, this is when you start playing around with stuff. So you're not going to be good at everything. Like, you you got to find your way um, and decide what kind of athlete you want to be. You know, for me, it's so funny. We talked about how the joke used to be page rage, right? So at White Belt, that was my nickname like oh watch out when you roll with her because like page rage so now i'm completely the opposite end and the joke now with julia and i is i'm like sloth jujitsu like i'm here for that sloth jujitsu game like let me slowly roll through stuff i'm gonna get a little collar i'm gonna work to this i'm gonna set it up oh you got out that's fine i'm gonna crawl to mount like i feel like that is where i'm at now in my jujitsu like I am here for the sloth jujitsu. Let's just roll through and play around with stuff. That's not to say that I can't go hard and fast if I need to, or, you know, I've done a tournament at blue, like I'm capable of those things, but I can't do those things every single day or else I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> yep. No, I, I'm in that same boat where it's like, I've embraced what, like we call it old man jujitsu sometimes where it's like, I'm moving 
slowly to the position, but there's there's like a lot of control because yes. in, in order to get to that position slowly, you've got to have full control elsewhere. You know, you can't have a loose grip and then think I'm going to slowly get to the back. It's like, no, they're yeah. just going to move. You know, yeah. you got to have that lapel or if it's nogi, you got to have a good like grip on like, you know, the, the uh, trap or something or, you know, the tricep. But control is the name of the game at that point. And I love it because I don't have to move fast. I get tired fast, man. I'm, I'm old. I had COVID. You know, I'm throwing all the excuses now. Right? I, I got a bad hip. Sometimes I don't sleep well. I, you know, I can't be moving fast. I am a sloth for sure. I love it. So it's so funny because um, Julia, her nickname at her gym um, is Badger. So she, that's like her her thing, yeah. Badger Jiu-Jitsu, whatever. So I can't even remember how it came up, but I had made the joke one day and I was like, look, I'm just trying to slot my way through this today. But then it kind of stuck and I'm totally here for it. It's fine. I love her. She got me a little magnet that says, um, what's it say? It says, don't hurry, be happy. And it has a little sloth on it. And the little sloth is like holding onto the tree limb. And I feel like that's totally me. Like, I'm just going to hold on until I see an opportunity and I work to something else, right? Like a sloth is really strong, right? Like, let's not underestimate them. They're these strong animals that climb up these trees and hold on, right? Um, also, fun fact, sloths can swim. That's, that's your fun fact. We watched a whole yep. documentary on it. They swim, and it's hilarious with their claws, and they just slow pace. Oh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I imagine, feel like. Imagine a giant sloth swimming. It's right? Like, oh, that's going to be terrifying. I got to find a video. It's hilarious because they have those long claws, so they're, like, swimming through the water. And apparently in the documentary, they only swim to mate. So, like, there's this mating call, so they somehow know where, like, the other sloth is. And the male will like take this very long journey to swim in sloth mode to get to his end goal, right? So that's my jujitsu. It may take me a while. I will get there and it will be fine. And I will live to sloth another day. <laughs> I, I like that. Don't hurry. Be happy. I, I'm going to. I'm gonna start saying it to my daughter because she's always running through the house. It's like, baby, why are you running? Okay. Like, the, the, you, you ran from the dining room to the kitchen, and it's only three steps. Like, right? Ugh. What's with the full sprint? Um, but you know, let her let her get that energy out. Let her embrace her her uh, athleticism. Um, so I did get um, a reply on uh, off the match from Tyler, uh, who's okay. a purple belt. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to like embody what he's saying here i was trying to like kind of summarize it i was like i'm just gonna read out what he said yes, read it. so um you know it's, it's a bit of a doozy but i'm gonna you know try to get it all out there so tyler said that um with blue belts quitting you know why blue belts are quitting jujitsu he says i think the journey becomes intimidating and what i mean is as a white belt you have a clear end goal and visions of getting your blue belt you know, it could take a year, it could take two years, and it could even take three years. Either way, it's a goal you see and you know you can achieve one day fairly soon. There isn't much pressure on you since you're a white belt and you're learning, and no one expects you to, to excel at a quick pace. But once you receive your blue belt, you realize, oh, crap, now it's really <laughs> just beginning. All this work and all this time at white belt 
And here I am at square one again in a brand new starting line. And that journey to purple can seem so, so far away. That can be uh, that can be defeating to some. It can be intimidating to some. And that is why I think some people quit a blue belt. Not all, but some. Yes, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Right, Tyler? It, right, that's, yes. I, I, I think that, that sums up um, oh, a lot God, of what yeah. we we're saying early on is, you know, again, you, you know, you climb that ladder at white and then you get the blue and it's like, oh, now you're at the bottom of another ladder. And, yes. you know, I, I've been, you know, each time that I go back, I try to employ the ideal that as I come into each class, I'm looking to learn for this class as if I'm, I, I don't think of myself as a blue belt. I think of myself as a white belt, you know, who's been doing this for a very long time. And I'm just coming in to learn what you have to offer to me for this class. I take my notes, I go back, I look at videos and then try to figure out for myself, how can I, you know, how can I mold this? Because when, when you're only going as little as, as infrequently as I'm going, you have to find other ways to, to um, absorb the material. Because, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I know I can get there comfortably on a Wednesday morning with, with no conflict. You know, all the other classes is like, oh, you know, I can get there, but, you know, I'm running late or if I get there, I got to leave early. So it's like just comfortably take in what I can on that Wednesday. And, you know, for myself, again, I don't look at it as any like, okay, I go in this Wednesday morning. I've got to learn this. I got to know this because next week I'm one step closer to purple. I just look at it like next week. I'm a little smarter than I was last week. That's all it is. I like that. Um, no, I think that that's absolutely, you know, a great point that he made. I think that's definitely sums it up. Um, you know, and I think sometimes too, just, just pressure, man, we just, we put that pressure. And I think too, when we get to, to blue belt, this is just what I have noticed in the community, be it people posting, sharing, commenting, chatting with me, just like in general. I think that some people get to blue belt and they assume that they have nothing more to learn from white belts and they act like, Oh, that's so sweet. I'm, I'm going to do stuff with, you know, blah, 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 white belts, but I'm going to be the one that gives them all my knowledge. And I think that that is, I don't think that that helps their journey. (laughs) Now, some people, like you said, they are amazing athletes. They're incredible and they're just gifted and that's fine. But I think that to get to blue and assume that you can't learn anything from a white belt and that you're the one that's going to drop all this knowledge on lower ranked people, um, I think is a little bit of a mistake, you know, and I feel like, Again, everyone's journey is different. Some people are amazing at whatever level that they get to, but I think that you still need to be open to learning things from all ranks. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You have no idea what someone's background is. So especially with jujitsu nowadays, um, you could have someone that's a white belt and they could be a college wrestler and you could learn a lot from them. It could be a judo brown belt. Well, you could learn a lot from them too. You, I think you can't just say, oh, well, now I'm at this belt. So any belt below me doesn't matter. 
And I feel like that's something that we need to embrace a little bit more. Oh, we can still learn from all these other people. I I agree 10,000%. And, you know, I know when I repost memes, I, you know, I put up the memes like, yo, tell them to shut up, you know. I've had people get mad at me about it. You know, for the most part, people, you know, laugh with it. But I've had a few people come at me and it's like, dude, I'm not here to argue. It's it's the Internet. <laughs> like, right. if you don't like it, keep moving along. Otherwise, I'm not here for a debate. Like, and, and I have responded to some people and let them know, like, look, it's a meme. It's silly and it's not universal to everyone. And I'm I'm the individual that if you're a white belt and, and we're rolling, you see something that I don't and you explain it to me, you know, thank you. Like I, you know, cause otherwise I would have never known. And you know, it's okay to listen to a lower rank because like I said, you might have a wrestler that comes in. You might have a, a you know, a judo, you know, brown belt, you know. Or someone that just sees it in a different way. You know, I had a girlfriend that used to train with us. She had zero martial arts background whatever, but she was a lawyer, right? So her brain totally worked differently than mine. So I need to see things. I need to try it. Like I am not one type of learner. Like I need to see you do it three times. I need you to demonstrate it on me so I can feel it. And then I need to attempt it. And chances are when I get to the attempt um, phase of this, I may have still forgotten some of it and fumble through it, right? I just have to do it. So she was the type of person, man, she could see it one time and then be like oh yeah michael put his hand here you got to do this and i mean there were times where she would just like explain something a little differently and i mean she was a white belt and i i think i was maybe still a white belt at this point but i was competing and training a lot she'd come maybe one or two classes no no desire to compete um was just doing it for fun but her brain just worked differently and i you know i tried not to just discount oh well you're white belt that shows up two days a week like no man she saw it differently and she was able to help me like walk through something or explain it a little differently i feel like we need to find the love between the white and the blues right we need to like find the love and common ground don't discount each other or be grumpy with each other i think that's also part of it that like white to blue there's such a friction of like man i'm a white belt so i need to smash the blue belt so that i can get my blue belt or man i'm a blue belt i must smash all the white belts because i'm higher right now like no dude it's just you're at a different level like calm down <laughs> yeah. i mean sit down <laughs> you always hear i think um you know I've, I've heard this a few times it's like blue belts the best the way for blue belts to get better is to smash white belts and it's like I mean, I guess, but then what about the white belts? Like, right? like, how do they get better, you know, by getting smashed by blue belts? I was like, I don't think that sounds counterproductive. Um, I think, too, it's different um, mentalities at different schools. That's the other thing I think people true. don't realize. Like, man, every school is different. This is not a universal, like, you know, we talked about soccer and basketball and something like there are universal rules. There's a universal way to play the game. It's not some magic thing. Not that jujitsu is magic, but there are completely different styles, you know? Um, I know there was uh, one gym that I trained at, and they're nice guys, very nice guys. I just don't think that that was the gym for me. And, um, the, you know, from the untrained eye, and this was me like many, many years ago just walking in, 
you know, I looked, I was like, there's a bunch of meatheads. These guys are just, you know, like, these guys want to be the next UFC world champ. That's all this is. Uh, and, you know, when I spoke to my friend who who had continued to train there for a little while after, you know, I did my trial with them, it, it somewhat kind of confirmed that for me, where it's like, you know, it's just kind of like a, you know, everybody beat the shit out of each other and, you know, you show up, you know, you get your belt based off of attendance. You know, if, you, if you're showing up, you know, to class for two years, you know, you'll get ranked up. And I was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, that's, you know, kudos for them because, you know, that's how you do. That's how you do. But I don't really, for me, I don't, that, that that's not something I feel like I would learn from, you know, you'll learn something, but I don't feel like it's something that I would learn long-term. Like if I trained at that gym and then went and trained where I am now with, you know, the, the characters at my gym currently, they, they would just fucking roll circles around me and it's just like oh my god like this is this is a different level and even with our gym having transitioned emerged um because we 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 were um you know a previous coach he he sold the gym and his style of jiu-jitsu you know it works it works for me it works for a lot of us but it was a very you know there's technique to it there was you know a gentleness to it but there was also kind of a, a, you know, bit of a brute to it as well. And you can come to, you know, Crazy 88 and try to be a brute, but you're going to get out finessed. And you might think, you know, you might go in there the first time. Boom. Yeah, I got you. It's only going to work so many times. Okay, these cats, yeah. You know, like, all right, cool. That's what you got for me. All right. Well, I have something for that because, uh, you know, that was my thing once we you know, kind of transition, uh, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to use my brute style. And some of it still works as far as, um, you know, like passing the guard and everything. But it, it's like, I have to understand too. It's like for what I've learned in the past and, and what's worked for me, I still need to grow from that. I can't just hold on to like, well, I learned it this way. I can't learn any other way. No, it's like I learned it this way. And that's just one tool in, in the uh, toolbox let's add some more tools and that's how you that's part of the learning process yeah and i think too like we were talking about goals and setting you know bite-sized goals so we talked about you know wanting to be a black belt one day i think too this is just for me personally deciding ahead of time what type of black belt you want to be is a big deal too so there are some people that are experts at triangles or they're fantastic at arm bars, or there's people that are just really good at all the things, you know, and they're capable of defending and whatever. So for me, for my BJJ mama jujitsu and my journey, I really, really feel passionate about wanting to expose myself to as much jujitsu as possible. Even if I don't like it when I'm seeing it and it's uncomfortable for my body to try it, I want to try it. I want to be aware of what it is and I want to have some idea of how to defend it. Now, I think that going that route is obviously going to take me a lot longer to get to where I want to be because I'm not just only doing arm bars or only doing back takes you know, I want to be someone that is a well-rounded black belt one day. I don't want to be someone that's just has a, what is it that um, my husband says sometimes? Like you don't want to have like a, a black belt level arm bar. 
and that's all you got. You know, you want yes. to be someone that is aware of more. And also for us, you know, I obviously have a different goal than like someone that's a hobbyist or competing a lot. You know, we own a studio. So obviously being a good instructor is important for me. So I have to slow down sometimes, you know, and okay, how can I learn this for myself, but also how can I help someone else learn this down the road, you know? So I think that, again, that's where we have to acknowledge that everyone has a different journey, right? So if I'm trying to expose myself to way more, I'm trying to soak up stuff that Alex does with me, things I work with Julia, advice my husband has when Professor Solis comes into town, things that he does, going to seminars. I just, everyone's jujitsu is different. And I think that that's part of what we need to look at when we get to blue belt. Like, oh, okay, cool. So I made it to blue belt. Now, what type of jujitsu practitioner do I want to be? Not, I got a blue belt. Now I want a purple belt. Okay. What kind of purple belt do you want to be? What kind of blue belt do you want to be? Like, what do you, I feel like white belt, and I could be wrong in saying this. I feel like white belt is the only level that you can come in and say, I want to get a blue belt. Okay, cool. Show up. Do, you know, work your way through it. Maybe get smashed a little, learn some technique. And yes, you're, you're going to get your blue belt. But after that, you have to have goals and a plan. Like, you know, you're not just going to show up every day and get a purple belt. I mean, maybe in some places, but for the majority of places, that's not how it works. So I wonder... Was my one buddy? He he no longer trains. He was very close to blue belt, so he he beat the blue belt blues. He he didn't quit at blue belt. He just didn't get there. Um, that happens too. <laughs> it, it it happens, you know. But I, I wonder if at that gym, you know, with the ideal of like it was like, look, you show up, you know, you will eventually get the blue belt just off attendance. I wonder if that's the way it works going to purple. I, I, I want to believe it isn't. I want to believe by not. that point you, you got to start <laughs> stringing together some skill. But you know, I don't know. But well, you know, what the fuck do I know anyway? I'm I'm just a blue belt. Right, I'm just I'm a blue belt with a podcast. I know nothing. I know nothing. Like, like, I, I'm I'm a blue belt with a podcast that just talks too much, and you know, I you know, I'm just trying to learn. That's all. I love it. All right, so um, I think. A uh, good conversation there. Hopefully the listeners could pull something out of there where they can say, you know, they like, we just gave the definitive reason why blue belts quit. So, you know, send this to universities, send this to places, let them understand. We did the homework for everyone. <laughs> um, I want you guys to understand that we are doing this for the people. We love y'all. Like we're helping you. Um, Paige, thank you for doing this. Uh, it, it's, it's always fun having these conversations with you. So I, I appreciate it. And, you know, let's set up another one. Let's talk some more. Um, shout outs, mentions, what you got for me? Um, Flex Pro Meals, obviously. Been with them forever. Um, meals delivered to your door, ready in two minutes. Um, you know, they're credit to a lot of my success between training, life, and all that. So Flex Pro Meals, uh, discount code BJJMama20. Um, and then honestly, just follow me. Like, you know, check out, check out my journey. I'm all about 
keeping it real on the gram. Yes, that sounds cringy for our last um, podcast. But yeah, just just follow me. Ask me questions. I love sharing with people about my journey, especially as a mom, an adult, a studio owner. Like I just love having conversations with people about jujitsu. So hit me up. Um, handle is at BJJ Mama, spelled M O M M A. Right, absolutely. And I can say. The, the Flex Pro Mills fast delivery too. So <laughs> yeah, they're quick, man. They, they caught me off guard once. I was like, all right, I should see the food sometime next week. And Tomorrow. it showed up on Thursday. I was like, well, son, relax. I wasn't ready. I didn't have to <laughs> I wasn't ready freezer. to get started. Hold up. <laughs> like, I, I need to make room now. Hold on, I gotta go eat all these mozzarella sticks. Um so uh uh yeah, I'll put you know the information in the show notes as usual. And as always, to the listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you just for listening. Uh, you know, doing the podcast, it was just one of those things, you know, we just threw it out there and said, you know, fuck it. Let's see what happens. You know, if I had three listeners, you know, you know, there's three people listening. Uh, but a lot of these episodes, you know, we get a lot of good turnouts. Uh, it Paige, especially yourself. Uh, it's like whenever I, you know, have guests on and people, you know, tune into it, it means something to me, you know, for, you know, facilitating it, 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 it boosts my ego. All right. It's all about that ego, right? Mr. Blue Belt. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> look, I might be older and I might be a little wiser, but I still got an ego. So y'all keep listening because if y'all don't, my ego is going to be bruised. Um, I want to throw a big shout out to my guest here today, uh, BJJ Mama. You know, go give her a follow. The information will be in the show notes. It'll also be on the Instagram links as well. Also, want to give a big shout out to the fellas over there at Nerd Rage Radio, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil. You know, all you fellas. Thank you. We've been I, I've been doing quite a few episodes over there with Nerd Rage Radio recently, whether it be on their podcast or on so you like horror my other podcast and even here phil was just recently on doing a she-hulk episode with me so you know thank you guys i love you and um last shout out go check out my other podcast so you like horror it's picking up some steam over there which means i'm probably doing a little bit better research on my movies instead of just saying so you want to talk about scary movies yeah let's go <laughs> now i'm actually taking notes and um and and you know being appreciative of of the genre. I just recently recorded an episode on the space horror event horizon with fellow Instagrammer Manuel. So go check that out. Um, otherwise, as always, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You keep listening. We're gonna keep making these shows. Thanks guys. Ciao. They with it. Now let me see his soul.